I had my children on the floor. I was on my favorite blanket that my grandmother gave me on the floor like a cat. And I realized in that moment the potential of what our bodies can really do as women. Like I could feel his head, I could do my own internal, like yeah, his head, I could feel it. I was in tears, I was just in tears and overwhelmed with gratitude. Hi and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, and I assist women in optimizing their chances of having an empowering and natural birth experience and a nourishing and healing postpartum. I offer holistic birth preparation and postpartum online courses worldwide for the conscious mama wanting to prepare emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually for her birth and for her postpartum. And if you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, then visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. If you had a natural and empowering birth experience that you would like to share with the world, then you can email me at anathespiritualmidwife at gmail.com and maybe your story will be featured on the Natural Birth Podcast. Now let's dive into today's episode. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Petra. Petra is an intuitive therapist supporting women through the phases of their lives. Before she got pregnant with her second child, she felt a calling to explore and embody pregnancy, birth and beyond in a more conscious, natural and spiritual way on her path of becoming a doula and space holder for women. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the birth of Petra's little girl, Yemaya, a name that came to her years before her daughter was conceived and is the name of a goddess in ancient mythology. Petra's home birth plans for her and her baby girl went out the window as she went past 42 weeks gestation. She had to surrender her deep desire for a home birth and accept going to the hospital. Having a hospital birth, however, showed her that she only really needed herself in order to have her natural birth. An empowering realization indeed. Curious about Petra? Find her on Instagram as Soulful Pregnancy Birth Beyond. Hello, Petra, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? Thank you so much, Anna. I'm feeling good. I'm uh, yeah, excited and a little bit nervous. Mm. And yeah, I feel like this is going to be fun. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I hear that a lot, that it is a bit nervous talking about your birth story. There's so much power within and there's so much integration and there's so much um, beauty and wisdom that keeps on bubbling up each time you speak about your birth. And so I truly understand that being a bit nervous, um, I hear that a lot from, from the mamas I interview. All right, lovely. Well, let's dive into your birth story. I know that you've had a little baba uh, five months ago now, and you also have an older uh, child. But we're going to focus on your second birth that was a natural birth today. So um, maybe it was two, three weeks left to the due date, and I was starting to feel. I was already feeling a lot of Braxton Hicks, like from middle of the pregnancy, 
but I was starting to feel some mild contractions and they were coming during the night. And I thought, ah, okay, maybe, maybe this time is, is going to come early. <laughs> I really had some kind of feeling like, oh, this, this can start early. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was uh, active in the night, not, not active labor, but I was feeling some signs. And then in the morning it was, it was calming down and, so I realized now this can go on for a while. And uh, I was planning a home birth uh, with uh, two midwives. Um, and I had also a lot of support from, from my, my close friends. I had especially two sisters, soul sisters, that was uh, there for me. And we had planned for them to, to join the birth. Um, and they were also there for me before the birth, like when I was starting to feel like this, like, oh, maybe it's going to start because I knew that I was not going to call the midwives direct when I had some feelings. But I knew that I was so welcome to call my sisters to come and support me. Mm. So there were some times when I called them. <laughs> we had a chat, you know, oh, now I'm feeling like this. Maybe today. <laughs> and that was going on for a while <laughs> here in sweden they have started uh, wanting to do some control checkup when you enter week 41 that was not really something that i felt that i needed to do because i felt quite calm in that this baby is gonna come when she comes but when i was that time, like two weeks before the due date, the midwife gave me an appointment. Like, okay, so if you go over time, <laughs> this is your appointment to go and to discuss alternatives. Like, if you need to get it started or like, yeah. So that started some kind of stress within me. Mm. Like, I didn't even want to see this paper. <laughs> so. When I came out from the midwife, this was not the same midwives that I was planning to birth at home with. This was mm. a midwife that was assigned to me mm. uh, for the maternal care. So I threw this paper and <laughs> I, <laughs> I was resetting my intentions that this baby is going to come when she comes. And uh, yeah. I just went home and took care of myself in all the ways that I could. And this time I had studied a lot about the natural process of birth, how, how a physiological birth is. And I had some tricks, you know, like I knew that I can support my body in different ways. So when I passed the due date, yeah, I felt like... Uh, I can still focus on just taking care of myself, trying to get the oxygen flow. And time was going. <laughs> I had these signs all the time coming and going, thinking it's going to start. So, and then I went for this checkup. Um, so you went for the checkup that you threw away? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, so at 41 weeks <laughs> now, you, so you've been going for weeks with this niggles, but nothing's happening. And so you're at 41 weeks now? Yes, exactly. So then I had some um, ultrasound and they made some measurements because they, they wanted to see how baby is growing. And mm. my intention was to, yes, it can be good to see how she's doing inside there, you know. Hmm. but uh, the way they measured they thought that she was too small um, and there were different doctors coming in checking her and seeing oh but they all came to the same conclusion she she seems to be small and we recommend you to start this labor because maybe she's not feeling good okay. so I had my friend who is a doula with me and we said we needed some time to consider this and I called my midwives and I really felt that no, nothing is wrong with this baby. She's growing well. <laughs> mm. 
all is well with her. And I was supported in that from from my team. So, yeah, I told them, yeah, we're not going to start this labor. I'm planning to birth at home. And uh, they encouraged me to come back two days later to see again. <laughs> so I said, I can do that. And this time when they shake, they said, okay, she's normal. <laughs> they had just had a hard time to measure right because there was uh, the mm. way she was lying and some, mm. uh, some shadows inside there and stuff. I love so that you bring that to surface because... It's important to remember that an ultrasound is only a screening tool and not a diagnostic tool. And it's important for all mamas to hear that out there, that it's important to remember that it's not 100% accurate. It is only a screening tool. And I'm so glad that your baby was not too small and that it was just a mistake of the ultrasound technician. Yes, and that really made me to realize both that I know for myself, I can feel for myself. It was a very good confirmation for me that gave me strength to trust my intuition Mm. and my body Mm. and my connection with the baby. Mm. So it it was actually good that it happened because it was like a practice to to uh, take in too much from the outside to to retune with myself mm. when i was uh, one day away from entering 42 like 42 plus 0 um i was communicating with my midwives I told them how I was feeling, that uh, the contractions were still coming and going. And uh, then I got a very unexpected uh, reply that since it was Christmas tomorrow and since I was passing into week 43, they believed that it would be better for me to birth in the hospital because they needed to be with their families. That was actually the first reason they said that we have too much privately. I didn't remember back that we had any kind of agreement about that, that they were on call and they were going to be there no matter what. Still, they had told me that, yeah, if it happens during Christmas, it's not so nice for our families. But Mm. still, I always felt that trust that no matter when it happens, they will be there. So it was kind of a shock for me. Mm. And same time, I, I had that morning, I had starting to feel some contractions again. So I felt like, oh, now what? I'm going into labor and I'm, I don't have any midwives. So what am I going to do? And I felt quite quickly that, okay, this is something really emotional I will need to process, but not now, <laughs> mm. because now I have to focus on a solution. Mm. And uh, yeah. It's big. Yeah, it was. Mm. Okay, will I birth at home without a midwife? No, I didn't feel that. And I even came to think about you because I knew that you were in Sweden, (laughs) about an hour away from me. And then, no, Anna is here on vacation and she don't have the, she don't have the insurances she needs. She don't have the emergency medications and all that stuff. So, yeah. Hmm. (laughs) But I had some communication with you some Mm. days before that and that was really encouraging for me Mm. so I remember that there was one hospital in Stockholm which is about one hour away from me uh, where they have uh, access to water birth like they are the midwives are trained in that and that's kind of unusual in Sweden we have been really behind in that Mm -hmm. it's hard to be able to birth in water in hospitals so I knew that and I knew that I have uh, C 
seen discussions in groups I was in that women had good experiences from there. So I decided that, okay, I'm going to call this clinic and see. (laughs) And I spoke with the midwife and they said that, yes, you have the right to come here when you are in active labor, if there is uh, space available. And Christmas was kind of calm. (laughs) And then the day after Christmas, I could feel some more contractions coming and I was in for a checkup again because now I had passed uh, two weeks (laughs) after due date and now they can see that the amniotic fluid is coming down a little bit. It was still not any kind of emergency. Yes, that is going down a little bit and still they encouraged me to, to start the labor. And this time I was about two, three centimeters open, uh, but not really, not really uh, mature in the cervix. So they did this uh, sweeping. Membrane sweep, yeah. Yes, because I thought, yeah, maybe, maybe that's something that can help right now. Because hmm. I, had, I had tried all my, my natural ways of trying to induce this labor. But she wanted to stay. Sometimes it's just like that, isn't it? You know, you can encourage your body to ripen. And obviously you had done a good job because you were already around three centimeters dilated. That's a lot. Um, You know, so there's definitely something happening there. But sometimes the baby just is not ready. Yes, and perhaps I wasn't ready also, especially since this uh, kind of sudden change also. Yeah, it's very important that you mention that actually because that big change obviously caused anxiety and fear, that big change. And that actually physiologically kind of prohibits birth because if you don't feel safe, if you feel fearful, you're not going to birth your baby. Your cervix is going to stay closed. Your womb is not going to assist you to have a baby. That's just how it works. The hormones in our bodies are so clever. It's a primal thing, isn't it? That, you know, if we were out in the well and you got scared, then there was potentially a threat out there so that your body would go, oh, oh, something's dangerous out there. I'm going to keep the baby inside. And so it's really important that you say that actually, that you voice that because that gives me the opportunity to tell all the mamas listening that this is how it works. And this is why it's so important to feel safe wherever you're birthing your baby. You know, if you feel safe in hospital, then have a hospital birth. If you feel safe in the birth center, have a birth center birth. If you feel safe at home, have a home birth. Just a few examples of where you really should feel safe is your birth space. So I had that information that uh, the fluid is going down a little bit, but I knew that is not is not an emergency, no. So uh, I still said that I want to give this a try to start by itself or to continue by itself Mm. and I knew that I didn't want to give birth in that hospital so I went home but with kind of a new determination that okay baby now is the time (laughs) now we really really gonna get this going so I went home and I lay down I relaxed I was listening to some guided meditations about letting go and uh, connecting with baby and I was using my clary sage oil which had been my friends for some for some weeks (laughs) (laughs) to support (laughs) and then uh, then I fell asleep and when I woke up I had some more stronger contractions and yes (laughs) I was happy (laughs) I was happy to feel that and I went to eat something. I was sitting on my Pilates ball. It was still very manageable, uh, the contractions, but I felt some new intensity. And I decided to, to inform my partner, like, okay, so when this is keep going now, we are going to go to Stockholm. He was perhaps a bit scared that is is an hour away and he was kind of questioning the idea and that was a little bit disruptive also um, because I felt like oh I really need your support now so I told him that 
Mm. All I need from you now is to support me because I know what I need. Yes, very good. (laughs) So we called the clinic because now I had perhaps five minutes between the contractions and I felt they were a bit stronger. And they said that they have a space for me. So I was very happy for that. I had already repacked things because before I was planning the home birth, I had everything I needed in the living room, Mm -hmm. Uh, the birth pool and all the symbols I wanted to have with me, all the lights and that stuff. So I tried to pack what I could. (laughs) And I think we were the ones coming in with the largest pack they have ever seen. (laughs) 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 Because I wanted to bring my home environment. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we went there and in the car, in the way there, I was listening to a guided meditation again to stay in my process as much as possible. I had a a crystal in my hand (laughs) that I could, I felt like, yeah, it was grounding me and giving me strength. Mm. And when we arrived there to the hospital, we were welcomed and it's actually a very nice place. They have decorated it very, very much more home-like than hospital-like. Mm. And that was very important for me. Mm. And um, I had also called my friend, who is a doula, and who were planning to join my birth, Manja. And uh, she said that she, she would join us there in the hospital. Mm. So she came perhaps after 30 minutes. And I had written a letter, a very detailed letter, (laughs) because uh, I knew that there's a lot of interventions that can happen uh, normally in a hospital that you need to be aware about and to take your your decision about, like, is this something that I want or not? So to ease that process that I wouldn't have to speak so much about that during the labor I had prepared very deeply in that Mm, letter. (laughs) Brilliant. Yes. And my midwife there in the hospital, she asked me, do you have any letter? And that felt very good that she asked that because then it's not like I have to push my letter on them. She Mm. was asking. Oh, beautiful. How supportive. That's what we want. Yes. And... uh, She took the letters (laughs) because it was more papers and uh, she said, okay, take your time to to set a little bit in the room and then I will come back and we'll see how we go from there. Mm -hmm. So she came back after a while saying she had read the letters, the doctor had read the letters and she saw some of the requirements I had and she said that now you have passed uh, your due dates with two weeks, so we have some recommendations. Uh, we are going to try to respect all that you have written. Uh, but there are some things that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I had asked not to have any uh, vaginal exams, and I didn't want the, the CTG, uh, to measure their contractions, um, and I was I had asked for this uh, tool, the the tree tool you have to listen to the baby, <laughs> a pinard. So there's different ways of listening to baby. It's the CTG, which is the continuous electronic monitoring, which is the you know belly bands that continuously just monitor both the heart rate and the contractions then you have something called a doppler which is electronic as well but it's something that you just intermittently listens maybe every 15 minutes or every half an hour or even further apart if the woman you know requests that and then you have what you said which is a pinard which is a little wooden old school midwifery tool that you can also use to listen to the baby's heart rate and that's not electronic it's a wooden little tool (laughs) so she told me those things that this is what we feel that we need to do like to to measure the contractions and to do a vaginal exam 
at least now in the beginning to see how far you are and like that. Because this time when I came in, the contractions had gone down a little bit. They came more irregular, which I knew this can happen when I change the environment. And Absolutely. So, this is yeah. something that we know as midwives as well, that when you change your environment from your home to your, the hospital or the birth center, sometimes that can mean that the contractions do fizzle a little bit and it takes about half an hour, an hour for the woman to feel safe and get back into that rhythm that she was at home because the change of environment does affect your hormones. Yeah, exactly. So I took a little moment to think about that and I came to the conclusion that, okay, I can do this. Um, and I said, yeah, okay, let's do an exam and let's do a little bit uh, curve of the CTG to, to see. Um, so we did that. And um, after that, she told me that I was kind of in the same stage as that I have been earlier in the day, like about three, four centimeters and uh, still a bit to go. The cervix was quite uh, in the back. Uh, so she had a little bit hard time to feel it. And uh, she told me that I don't think that you are really in active labor yet. So we have some possibilities. And that is that we have another room, like an open area, uh, where, where you can be for a while and see how it progresses. Or if you like, we can rupture the membranes. So I said, okay, now this is something I need to think about for a while. So she said, yeah, okay. She went out and I sat with my doula and we talked about it. And I really felt, okay, going to that room now when we have settled here, I felt like that was going to disturb the process because perhaps there are other people there as well. And I really felt, okay, now... Now I'm ready. I want to get this going. <laughs> so, and I remembered also that in my last birth, that was kind of slow first phase also, that when the water broke, that was when it became active. So I felt that, okay, maybe this is the right way to do. Maybe we need to kind of take out the like this bath plug, you know, when you take it out and then the, the water can go out from, from the bathtub. I kind of felt like that. Okay, maybe we need to unplug here <laughs> and see. So, yeah, they gave us some time to consider and I took that decision. And I also spoke with my partner, of course, and he said that if that is what you feel is right for you, then I believe it's good also to do that. Mm. And uh, yeah, so before we did that, um, I had with me some tools that uh, I wanted to fix the room with. I had some oils and I had crystals and I had my affirmation cards. So we were decorating the room very nice. And we had a little ceremony, me and my doula, um, which was very good for me to land into the place there, to land into my body and to connect with my thoughts. Maybe it was only like 10 minutes, but it was really like a game changer for me. Hmm. I felt like now, now I am really empowered again. And then they came back and we did this procedure and I, I was surprised even though I had experienced it before that it went so easy <laughs> it yeah. was not of course it's a little bit painful to come inside with a very sensitive spot of course mm. yes but the water was so warm and nice mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was just keep on flowing <laughs> yeah I felt Beautiful. I felt good yeah and excited yeah. because now I know like, okay, now is really going to happen. <laughs> There's no more waiting. Wow. And so what happened when you broke your waters? 
it became more active quite fast. I think maybe after 10 minutes, I started to have some more contractions, stronger. And I had told them that I didn't want to have the oxytocin drop um, to to keep the the yeah to strengthen the contra- contractions because I wanted to give it a chance to to start by itself and continue by itself. That was mm. something I was very feeling very strongly that mm. this is important for me. So they accepted that and they gave us time. And my doula was with me and uh, we decided to do some spinning babies position. There was one specifically, I was lying on the bed with my leg hanging Mm. and it was, it was really uncomfortable at that time when the contractions Mm. were more active, but I knew that this can help baby to come into a good position. Yeah. It's called a side lying position. If anyone wants to look it up on spinningbabies.com. Do you want a natural birth, mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? then the natural birth course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. Now the contractions were maybe like three minutes between each other and they were coming quite strong. So we did that perhaps for 20 minutes and... I decided to stand up and do a little dancing, put on some music. (laughs) And uh, I had this uh, thing to hang on (laughs) uh, when the contractions came. And I really love my friend, my doula, so much because she really knew the way to, uh, to be there for me without without taking over in any way like she just uh, she just came with some suggestions and see how I felt you know so she told me that each time I get a contraction I don't have to tell her but if I want I can just lift the hand so she knows like now is the contraction coming and now I can put down my hand if I want when when it's done But after a while, we realized we we didn't need that because she could see on me. (laughs) And I felt that now it's more intense. So I didn't want to lay down. I didn't want to stand up. I felt this is the time I want to go to the bath (laughs) because that was really important for me. I wanted to labor and birth in the water. Mm. And there was a bathtub inside the labor room uh, in the toilet there. But it was quite small, and I knew that they had one pool, uh, inflatable birth pool, in the hospital there. So we asked the midwife, "Is it free?" And it was free, <laughs> so perfect. So now I was having a bit harder to speak, and uh, it was intense. I like warm water. <laughs> But uh, I knew that we can't have it as warm as I like because it shouldn't be too warm for the baby, right? Yeah. And 
immediately when I lie down in the water, I could feel how I'm relaxing and the contractions were so much easier to to ride, you know. And my partner stayed in the labor room because uh, he had fell asleep. (laughs) 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 There was a sofa there and he was relaxing. So, but that felt right for me because I knew that I have my support with me and uh, I felt that, I, I thought that, yeah, he will come when I need him. Mm. <laughs> and when I was in the, in the water, I felt the contractions in a totally different way. And I had something with me in my mind that um, the woman that was uh, going to be my, my midwife from the beginning at home, she had developed this technique called uh, the diving technique. And I remember that when she talked about it and when I read about it, it was saying that it was so important that in the first second when the contraction comes to totally surrender, (laughs) Mm. to relax the most you ever can and just surrender and just to, to breathe stilly like this. So that was really a good tool for me because I knew that Direct when I start to feel the the surge, the wave, I just relax. And that was so much easier in the water. So, yeah, now I was in the bath and perhaps about 30 minutes in the bath, my midwives came and they asked if they can take the Doppler to listen to the baby. And I said, okay, you can do that. Um, but they couldn't really find the heart rate. Then they said, perhaps we should put this electrode in the baby's head to get a continuous heart rate monitoring, especially because I had passed time and they were a little bit worried about that. Me, myself, I didn't feel worried about that, but I knew that I want to feel that I'm not controlled by by any device. <laughs> and when they were keep on trying with this uh, uh, Doppler, it was disturbing me a lot. And it was stressing me not to know, like, okay, is there a problem with the heartbeat or not? It was really taking away from me. Mm. So after a little while, I thought about it because from the beginning, I was very against this kind of electrode. Um, but I said, okay, let's do this because I wanted to have my space. It was disturbing me. so. But it was not easy to to put this electrode in the baby's head, (laughs) especially since I was in the bath. (laughs) They tried first when I was in the bath to put it, and my cervix was still quite back-pointed. And... Then they said, okay, do you think you can come up from the bath and we can try on the floor? So they brought in a mattress and wow, we were, they were a whole team, like the midwife and the nurse and my doula, everybody tried to hold me and try to, to find a way to attach this device on my baby's head. (laughs) And that was quite traumatic actually, because Yeah, that was the time, the first time during the labor that I felt like I was not within myself really anymore. Mm. I I kind of left the body that time. Um, Kind of, I kind of surrendered to it, but it was taking me out from my process. Yeah. And that time I thought, oh, Maybe this is not going to go as I want at all. (laughs) Maybe this is going to change everything. But finally, they were able to attach it. And uh, then I went back into the bath. And my midwife told me then that, okay, you are about four and a half centimeters open. And I remember that, oh. Even though I knew that it doesn't count so much how the process goes with the opening, 
because it can go fast, it can go slow, and yeah, it's just how it is. But just to hear that, it was also very stressful to hear because it affected me more than I wanted it to do. I felt, wow, is it this intense now because the contractions were coming like every, yeah, maybe every two, one minute, mm. <laughs> and they were strong. So perhaps now we were like two and a half hours after breaking the waters. So it was very intense and I felt, okay, have I not come further than this? Then wow, how is it going to be like? Mm. But then then I just, ah, I surrendered to that also. And I just lay down in the water again. And I think the midwives, they, they really... They understood that I wanted and needed my own my own space, and I had written that in the letter also. And I had my doula, so she was there with me, and I just lie in the water again and relax as much as I could. And she was massaging my face, <laughs> and she had uh, she gave me some essential oils to smell, and quite fast I came back into my own rhythm again was really amazing actually I didn't think that I thought oh now it's going to become really hard but yeah now I was feeling the contractions in another way they were I could really feel how my body was opening it was very intense and same time I felt calm you know and I felt how my body was expanding through each each wave coming and suddenly, maybe like uh, 30 minutes after that, uh, I felt so much more in my back. I asked the midwives, is there something I can do? Uh, because I feel so much in my back. So they said, okay, we have this uh, sterile water that we can inject. And I had read about that before and I knew, okay, this is not any kind of medication. I knew that it can sting a lot when you put mm, it. <laughs> it's like a wasp. It's quite painful in the second that it happens, but you usually have two midwives doing it at the same time and you do two pups and then two pups. So it's four different spots and it's pretty quickly, but yes, it does hurt to get it as a wasp mm -hmm. stings you. <laughs> Really like a wasp, actually. <laughs> but it was fast, as you say. And the second it was done, it was done, you know. I didn't feel the pain from that. And I felt some kind of relief in my back, actually. Mm. I went back into my process. They left the room again. And uh, quite soon after that, I felt such a... I felt that it started to push downwards. <laughs> really strong. And I remember thinking, wow, it can't be time to push yet because I was just four centimeters open, something mm. like that, maybe <laughs> 40 minutes ago. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I felt kind of, wow, this is cool, you know, <laughs> let's see, maybe, maybe it's just for now, but it came, came stronger and stronger and it was just to to let it come and this was the the part of the labor that I was really looking forward to a lot because in my first labor I was not really in face with my body during the pushing stage so this time I knew that I really want to just let the power come through me and to experience that and not to have any kind of forced push or anybody telling me how to do. I just want to experience how it's like with this divine power that is flowing through me. And I also had a vision. I had a dream actually about how the baby was just sliding out, <laughs> out from me with my breath. So that was kind of a vision I had to, to see how it can go with as much ease as possible. And this time... I, I felt I needed to stand in the, on my knees in the bath. Of course, I knew that this can help for the baby to come down, but it was just feeling so right to stand like that. And 
I just surrendered to this power. It was really amazing, actually. And uh, I know my doula told the midwives she's pushing down. And I, I knew that I don't need to check if I'm open fully, like dilated. I know that uh, my body will, will know <laughs> if it's time to push or not. And uh, I was feeling uh, with my hand uh, that something was kind of coming out, <laughs> but I didn't believe it was the baby's head because I thought, wow, this is too early. I can't already feel my baby's head. <laughs> and the midwife asked me, do you feel your baby's head? And I was like, nah, I feel something, but I don't think it's the head. <laughs> kind, kind of in denial of the process of coming so fast. <laughs> yeah, but I just kept on following following my my body's pushes and this time it was so different from the contractions because I didn't feel any kind of pain it was really amazing I just felt the power and the strength you know on my body and I was very excited <laughs> and I felt very present in my body and same time I felt like I wasn't there, like I was, I was watching my body doing <laughs> what it did. But yeah, it was very, very special moment for me, actually. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then uh, my midwife, she asked me, don't you want to, to come and sit down more in the bath? Because this time I was still standing on my knees. And um, I said, I don't know. Let's see. But then soon after that, I felt like, okay, I'm gonna then lie back a little bit. Mm. And this time also, uh, my doula asked me, don't you want us to go and, and get your partner? Mm. <laughs> I say, oh, yeah, that's right. He's supposed <laughs> to be here as well. <laughs> oh, so they, they went and he came and I felt very powerful, you know, like, wow, look at me, here I'm standing, birthing our baby. <laughs> and you didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of leaning back and uh, I felt the baby coming more and more. Now I can really feel the head and a lot of hair. <laughs> and I knew that it was good to let this process to go slowly and to let my body show the way so the head was coming and going in for a bit stretching like this and uh, they come to a moment where I could feel that the head was like halfway out and then everything paused <laughs> and that was when I remembered that I have read about this and it's like it can be like that for a moment for the body kind of to, to reset. And I, I, I remember I asked the midwife, okay, so is it okay that I just sit here and wait for a while? <laughs> and she said, yes, yeah. it's okay. And she told me not to touch the baby's head so much. And I didn't know that time, like, mm -hmm. why, <laughs> you know? But... Uh, perhaps because of the electrode or maybe yeah, yeah I don't know yeah so but then suddenly I felt the the power coming again and uh, the, the, the whole head was coming out and then a little bit pause again and uh, uh, then my midwife said if you want you can you can lead her out you know, so I took my hands uh, around her head, and with the next push, I I just leaned her out, <laughs> and she was coming out in the water slowly. <laughs> uh, I was slowly lifting her up towards my chest, and it was a wonderful feeling to be the the first one to hold her. Like mm. I was leading her out in the water. And taking her up to me, and ah, it was a beautiful moment. And 
she didn't cry. She was very calm. But I could see that she was awake, she was looking, and she was well. <laughs> and I was just touching her a little bit like this, and they gave me a towel. And then after a little while, she started to scream a little bit, but not so mm. much. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's quite common for water babies to be quite calm when they come out and just gently transition, opening their eyes and just being very still. Yeah. And I remember I was I was looking up to to see my partner because he was sitting beside the pool. Uh and I could see that he wa- he was praying. <laughs> mm. He was praying so deeply and it was really touching to see. He is a Muslim and for him it was the, that was really important for him to to pray during during the birth of our baby Mm. yeah so now she was here and i felt yeah i just felt really really good um and they wanted us to come back to the labor room um and that was not so nice to go up it was cold they took us in the wheelchair i put blankets around us but to go out in the corridor with a lot of lights mm. nah that was not nice and i knew i thought if when i have another baby home <laughs> <laughs> then we're just gonna continue to lie in the bath <laughs> mm. yeah back in the room um we bonded with baby and after a while, they, they said they, they wanted the placenta to come. And they said that there was quite some bleeding. They wanted to have a little bit check on that. And they asked me again, don't you want uh, the shot? Yeah, synthetic yeah. oxytocin injection. Yeah, they recommended me to have it. Um, so I asked, how much have I bled? And they told me, and I said, no, I still I feel safe. (laughs) Mm. I don't need that one. Yeah. And uh, they accepted that. And they they said I could try to push out the placenta, but it didn't feel good to try to to push force like that. So I said I can try to stand up and see. And then the placenta came quite easily. Yeah, it's good to use gravity to squat or to stand up. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And same time, I was holding baby. <laughs> so they, was kind, they were kind of catching the placenta when it was coming out. <laughs> and it was important for me to, to have a, a delayed optimal cord clamping. So they knew that also. So they, they, they placed the placenta next to me in the bed. And they said, when you are ready, you can call on us and we can, we can see what you want to do with the placenta. Because I knew I was one to take it home to make a ceremony with it. Mm. So we let it to be attached to her um, for about one and a half hour, and then I decided to cut it. <laughs> mm. We had we had some time for ourselves, and then we decided to to go to the to the patient hotel they have there mm. to stay for for a day there to relax mm. and to get food and everything nice beautiful yeah <laughs> so i felt a little bit like uh, i didn't really have that much time as i wanted to just be after the birth even though i understand that it was more perhaps than usual <laughs> it was calmer than usual for a hospital birth mm. um, but I really felt that it would have been good for me to just to to be more after the birth because I go into this project fixing mode and starting to arrange for all of our things to be packed again and uh, now after the birth I realized that I could have taken it more easy. Yeah, it's natural to just want to be bonding with your baby and just being in that bubble. It's a natural instinct. Yeah. Mm. I wanted a calm birth, like a harmonious birth for me and my baby. And I feel that I was able to to create that for us, even though the 
the setting, the environment was not as I expected it to be, yeah. <laughs> like I planned with the, mm. the home birth, you know. But I, I really have thought about it and I believe that I had some kind of fear before birth that I was going to be abandoned by my support team. And whoa, I really believe that in birth, in pregnancy, in birth, we really get to face our fears. Yeah. And I can really see the higher meaning with why it became like that, uh, that my midwives were backing out. Mm. So it's been kind of a process to, uh, to accepting that and to, to actually understand that this was the highest good for us and to even be grateful to them (laughs) (laughs) well it sounds like it showed you that you didn't really need them you had all the you know you had it all within you and you created the way you wanted to birth your baby yes totally I think that was so important for me to understand and to to embody that because uh, I thought that there was so much that needs to be right around me and uh, so important that I have the right support and support is really important but I really needed to be reminded that is all within me actually beautiful I love that I love that that was the wisdom you you took from that experience yeah so if you had a first-time mama in front of you about to have her first baby and she wants to optimize her chances of having a natural and empowering birth experience, what would you say to her? What advice or pearls of wisdom would you give her? I see that for me it was really good to uh, connect with my body during pregnancy connect with my baby and to tune into that inner wisdom and intuition that we really have and uh, doing that trying to uh, find ways to find relaxation I think that is something we need to practice a bit to to find relaxation and it's also so good during the pregnancy Mm. and uh, find your own way of calm breathing Mm. and uh, for me it was very beneficial to read about physiological birth like all different steps and to have knowledge Mm. so if you feel that is something that empowers you then for me I think that it was really good in those moments when when I knew like aha okay this i have read about this is okay <laughs> you know yeah that was that was good and also to know that you you are the one that is deciding over your own body mm. and you are deciding over your baby and you don't need to follow you you have your rights no, if you birth in the hospital, especially, it's good to be educated about your rights and to feel into that and to accept that things can change <laughs> and still become good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it's true. Without the knowledge about all the different options you can have or might be offered in, especially hospital, because there's going to be so much more. Um, then you can't really make an empowered, informed choice if you don't have the knowledge. So as you said, doing your own research or reading or yeah, doing an antenatal course or whatever you, you want to do to kind of receive that information, uh, it's really important in order to feel empowered, isn't it? When you're making yeah. those choices. Really? Hmm. Thank you so much, Petra. Is there anything else you wish to say to the mamas out there preparing to have their first baby? Hmm. Yeah, for me, essential oils has really been a tool for me during pregnancy and birth and after. So that's something, if you feel 
that is interesting to uh, to explore that yeah do that <laughs> and uh, yeah there's so much other natural tools that we can that we can use uh, so connect with nature yeah that i think is mm-hmm. really really good for all of us to remember our our wisdom and power through nature mm. Nature is a beautiful teacher. All the women, we've got this, right? We really, we really have this within us. Yeah. yeah. Birth can really be an empowering experience and beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much, Pietra, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please share it. Grade it on iTunes and leave a comment. If you want to connect on social media, you can find me on Facebook as The Spiritual Midwife or on Instagram as The underscore Spiritual underscore Midwife. Thank you for listening.